Peace and blessings, everyone. I'm your host, Sean Crystal Parker, and welcome to episode 37 of Real Shit Happens. So this episode, we have a very special guest all the way from Newark, New Jersey, who's going to be dropping some jewels on us. So stay tuned because you don't want to miss a thing. I go within, walking in the fertile soil of my own being. There, my ancestors' fossilized footprints lead the path to my destiny, embedded in my soul. I can feel the pain and the toil, the sorrow. I bear the weight on my shoulders, but also the joy, the laughter, the song. I hear my community deep within my spirit, quietly guiding my footsteps along the path. I go within. Thank you so much for joining me. So this episode, I'm really excited about our next special guest. He is all the way from Newark, New Jersey, like I mentioned, and he's a meditation instructor. I had the pleasure of taking his class this past week, and it was amazing. So I can't wait for you to hear all the knowledge and wisdom that he has to Uh, share with us. And we're going to get right into that interview right after our five minute focus shift right now. Returning to the source is serenity. Comfortably wherever you are, relax your shoulders and gently close your eyes. Feel at ease with yourself and keep yourself relaxed. Now imagine that a ray of light is entering from the crown of your head where the seventh chakra, the crown chakra, is situated. Moving the light all the way down through the central energy channel, parallel to the spine, down to the perineum area, where the first chakra is located, the root chakra. Now imagine that your mind is beaming that light slowly down into the root and it turns red and covers the first chakra. Take a deep breath and as you keep your attention fixed on the point where this chakra is located, imagine that the air you inhale and exhale is also red in color. Start visualizing how the root chakra is gradually releasing all the negative, stagnant energies from the body and making way for fresh, positive flows of energy. Now, imagine this energy moving up to the second chakra, the sacral, located 
just below the navel area. Think of it to be an orange colored light, pure energy. Mentally clean any blocked energy and release all the negativity, spinning it around in the orange light until it disappears. Now moving up to the third chakra, the solar plexus, roughly three fingers above the navel, focus there on the color yellow. Imagine that the color is growing in intensity and allow yourself to feel its strong vibrations in each part of your body. Imagine that you're able to breathe the color yellow and imagine yourself to be filled up with this color as you feel deep inside its clarity and growing awareness making you feel stronger and more confident. Now move up to the fourth body chakra, the heart. Breathe in very pure emerald green light and feel it entering your body. Imagine it settling down and then again expanding into your heart. Make an effort to expand this light further from your heart into your entire being. Let the light envelop you and imagine that the light is spreading all around you until you feel that you've become the green light. Now gently take your attention up to the fifth chakra, the throat, where you can imagine the color of the sky and the sea, a beautiful blue. Feel that color as it lies within yourself. Starting from the throat, let this color spread the positive energy of truth, purity, cleanliness, and peace all around you. See this light. Feel its energy all around you. Moving up to the sixth chakra, which is also called the third eye chakra, honing in on its position between the brows. Allow the vibrations of this chakra to work in a calm, but powerful color, indigo, which is also the color of wisdom, knowledge, and spirituality. Finally, we're back at the crown chakra, where you imagine the white energy spinning around the chakra point. Visualize and feel this pristine light unblocking this last chakra and making way for all the negative energies to exit your body. Keep breathing naturally and relax your body with every breath. And when you feel ready, 
and totally relaxed, gently open your eyes. And coming back to present moment awareness now, just taking a moment to center ourselves back into the room and just taking a moment to have the awareness of the space that we created in that five minutes that we took for ourselves and then just having the awareness that you can always go back to that space you can at any moment go back to that space that you created within yourself because you know it's a safe space and you know that it's a peaceful place when you can go there and let your thoughts be free because it's remember it's not about trying to control your thoughts but more about being the observer of your thoughts and um, paying attention to what you're thinking so if you can get that five minutes in daily that's perfect if you can increase that to 10 minutes to 15 minutes even better 20 minutes and so on it's up to you and how you feel but definitely a consistent practice makes a huge difference so I always encourage um, if you can just start out with five minutes daily and go from there right so let's go ahead and jump into this interview right now returning to the source is serenity This episode, we're having our very special guest mm. here, Brick City Buddha, mm. a.k.a. Docs Digla in, in the, the building, building, all the Digla. way from Newark, yes. Newark, New Jersey, yes. all Brick, the way across the country. Yes. yes, yes, I love it. I'm so happy you're here, so honored. I stalked you on IG for a minute, <laughs> I, have to, I have to admit. No doubt. And then I finally like got that moment to to mm-hmm. ask you, Cass, and you agreed, and I'm so honored that you're here. Yes. Likewise, and I'm thankful for your patience because my schedule would be crazy sometimes, and that, it's never a matter, a matter of me being Hollywood. I just know at this point in my journey, everything happens when it's meant, and we were right. meant to be right now. Right. When Newark is 80 degrees and the desert is 40 degrees, where you at? But this is the time, so we lit. I'm I'm happy to be. Right, I have my comfy, yeah. you know, clothes on, and you look yeah. like summertime. Exactly, except <laughs> for the scully, except for the scully. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just I'm just happy to um, have somebody like you who's actually you know walking the walk and mm-hmm. in the community, in the trenches. You know what I mean? And just mm-hmm. with the people and really helping people. Um, Tell us like about your your service that you do. Yeah, so I um I'm an artist, meditation teacher. Right now I'm actually probably more known as a meditation teacher because I've been out of music for a minute. 
mm-hmm. until I dropped the album. But I'm an artist, meditation teacher, counselor, um, community event planner, uh, activist, life coach, all different types of stuff. And like initially, I didn't plan on doing any of this. Like it's just funny how life takes its own course. My activism button got pushed initially when like Trayvon Martin went down. And like I've always been aware of you know the fight, the struggle, um, Black mm-hmm. history. And I used to have to read all these different Black history books when I was um, young during February. Like my my parents loaded me up, so I had the knowledge. Um, but my solar plexus chakra wasn't activated. The action that came with the knowledge wasn't activated until he went down. And like how he looks reminded me of how I looked when I was young, and it was something in just like the visceral expression of seeing his face and hearing that story that just turned out uh, a switch on in me. And a friend of mine, um, one of my OGs, uh, Wayne Stackhouse, he was the preacher. He's the head preacher of a church at that time, also a principal. And he was the only person I knew that had like access to the community um, that I respected, and I didn't know what to do with that energy. So I just went and had a conversation with him one day. And we started a um, we started a nonprofit called uh, first it was block by block and then it was just do something, and that was a teach, teachable moment too because you know we get gung ho and somebody something like this happens, and you try to get people together and they come to the first meeting, they come to the second, and then by the fifth nobody's around. So that's kind of what happened with block by block, but mm. I just kept that, and eventually we formed just do something. That turned into us having like a good maybe one or two year run in the community. We did a lot of different events, got a lot of traction going. And then that kind of fell off. And I started to realize that people are not really going to show up um, outside of being reactionary uh, without starting to tap into themselves first, without starting to do the inner work. Um, they'll do it in spots. They'll be motivated when the news says uh, such and such uh, mold down. But after a couple of days, it just fades away. So I started to realize that that's what I needed to shift my attention to. And that's when meditation education, my company now started to be formed. Mm. Nice. Well, that's a lot. I was reading your bio on your website, Mm -hmm. um, Mm brickcitybuddha.com. And um, what I thought was really interesting was that like you, you kind of started out in the church, right? Yeah. And um, then you went away. Yeah. from the church and then you kind of went back to the church and then so like your foundation do you feel like that's kind of like help you with a spiritual foundation in any way yeah I, absolutely um i talk to my mom all the time and it's, it's crazy because i used to get beat over the head with christianity um and when i like left the church i was the black sheep of the family in the community that i knew um, I, I knew my church people and my little street homies or whatever. And as I started to transition more into that, because I, I just wasn't believing how Christianity was being taught. Um, it was a period where my family wasn't rocking with me. The people that I knew and loved wasn't rocking. Like they kind of just turned their back on me because I didn't believe what they believed. So I learned a lot about humanity at that time. I learned a lot about um, the fickle nature of loyalty at that time. But coming like full circle, I realized I needed that foundation. Um, Watching my father get up three o'clock in the morning, um, he would he was still going to school. He was um, the manager of a radiology department at Cabrini Medical Center in Manhattan, so he was lit, right? But every morning I would get up, go to the pier or something, and three o'clock in the morning he would be sitting there at the table, highlighting in his Bible every single morning for as long as I was in his house, twenty some odd years. Still to this day, he does that. I watched my mom like pray religiously for everybody, right? So even when I started to venture off into different modalities, 
I still had to appreciate the Christ consciousness that I downloaded being in the church. And it was outside of the text or Jesus, the person is Lord and all that. It was about having love for everybody. That system was downloaded into my consciousness via my experience with Christianity. So I always tell my mother, you know, she kind of, she meditates now. All the things she used to be over the head where she's now incorporating, even questioning some things about how Jesus was taught to her. Like her consciousness is expanding, just watching my journey. Um, so sometimes she'll kind of apologize that she didn't give me all these things I had to go fight for myself. And I tell her, you gave me exactly what I needed. You gave me my foundation. So I'm grateful mm. to um, I'm in the uh. church and Christianity for that. Yeah. Mm, that's profound too, yeah. because is I think it's like look, um, in a more in a in a bigger you know a more expansive way. It's about yeah. consciousness, exactly. as opposed to like the man you know or the you know the stories. But the stories have real realness in them. Or whatever, you know. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's so that was that kind of like to me is interesting about your story because you know a lot of a lot of us do start off in church, you gotcha. know, and then you have these questions and you're, you're, you know, and people don't want you to question things and, and then you kind of have to find your own way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody has to find their own way. Right. But you said in your bio too, that you were reluctant, but obedient. Mm, yeah. And that right there. I said that? That's slick. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote that so long Okay, ago. you said it. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a good. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like you, you, you were reluctant. You were doing you. You was, you know, whatever you were doing at the time. Mm-hmm. But you got this, this, you know, order, you yeah. said, from spirit to do something else. Right. And so, like, what really made you do that? Because, you know, I mean, we don't like to listen. Facts. Um, I'll encapsulate it with when I went to the spiritual retreat in Florida. That was like that was like steroids for my mm. soul at that point. My initiator, because everybody is a guru. So I don't like try to I don't differentiate this is a guru. Everybody's a guru, guru, somebody or something that exposes the darkness or the light in consciousness. Whether whatever side of the pole they may be on. Somebody that cheated on you, somebody that saved your life, they all showing you more of how consciousness works. So I say my initiator into um, yoga and meditation, uh, Anuj Yoga, who is another beautiful black brother, has his own um, platform, extremely dope platform. Um, We was actually in a music group together, way before any of this. And he left the group when we had money on the table. He had deals on the table. We was about to be like one of the the hip hop super groups in the East Coast. And he was compelled to start his journey to start his platform then. And we was mad at him for a long time. We didn't get it. But he was actually the person that I reconnected with when I was suicidal and just very transparent on, online and Facebook. And he reached out to me and he offered me a, a free five-week course. Like, I'm going to throw this to you for free off the strength. And that just revolutionized everything. And we started to develop like a community just online, people from all around the world that took his course. And he ended up having um, an actual retreat. I didn't have the money to go. I was still coming off disability, still like half blind and all this other stuff. Um, but people I had never met paid for my flight, <laughs> paid for me to come, gave me pocket money while I was there. This is like maybe two, three thousand dollar expense. Wow. So and then the next, I didn't even wow. I wasn't sure if I was felt safe to go. Like I knew I wanted to go. Something in me told me I needed to be there. But I'm like, bro, this could be a cult. They could chop me up <laughs> and put me in the stool. <laughs> 
I don't know what's really about to happen. Like, I ain't seen my man in 10 years. Like, I went, and prior to me going, um, that download was starting to come. And I was, I was just letting it go because I felt like I wasn't worthy. I felt like I didn't know enough. Um, and at this time, like I was extremely deep into my practice. I was, I was spending hours alone in the forest, like New Jersey, just in a completely different frequency. So the last day of the three day retreat, intensive, I mean, four in the morning to like two, three in the morning, sleep for an hour, go right back at it again. The last thing we did was a fire ritual. And the practitioner had us write down five things we felt were blocking us from the next level of ourselves. And, you know, I, I felt great. I, my spirit was open, but I really didn't think nothing of it until we went out there and threw it in the fire. And I literally watched the fire burn the paper, and I felt that version of myself completely disintegrate. Mm-hmm. I hadn't cried in, like, years. I cried for, like, an hour to the point, like, the women that was there had to, like, just rock me and console me, snot bubbles, ugly cry, like. And when I finally dissipated, there was a clarity of mind. And, and I started to hear stories from a lot of the women when we came back in that talked about sexual abuse. And there's women from all over the world, India, Chicago, New York, L.A. And they started to talk about sexual abuse. And something in me was like, yo, you're supposed to like be a beacon of hope for these women that not all of us want to fuck shit. And then the other thing was, when you go back home, you got to start doing classes. And I even ignored that for like another month. But it just got to the point, it like my literally ringing started to happen in my ears. It got to the point where I thought I had tinnitus, which is ringing in the ears. A lot of times that's deeper levels of spirit trying to communicate with you. And when I realized that's what it was, I said, okay. And I went and did my first class. One person showed up. And by the end of that summer, I had like 50, 60 people in my community already. Now we thousands of people deep all over the world at this point. And yeah. Yeah. Mm, nice. Yeah. I really, I love that. I love that because I mean, that just like, I mean, most people are reluctant to kind of go deeper mm-hmm. into what, whatever it is, because, you know, the body does tell you a lot Facts. about what's going on. And then, you know, just to actually answer that call. So Facts. like, that's dope, dope, Thank super you. dope. Yes. And um, so now your class. Oh, OK. I forgot to mention I took your meditation mm-hmm. class last mm-hmm. week. Was it last week? Yeah. Yes, Sunday. 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 Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I have to say mm-hmm. <laughs> it was dope. dope. I love I love like I don't know if you want me to give it away, but the beginning. Yeah, Okay, good. The water intention at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, and then we have the tapping techniques, or I don't know if that's what you call it, but... Stimulus, yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. and um, then, I mean, I love the preparation for the meditation during your class, and that, you know, getting the body ready, getting Mm -hmm. the motions ready, just, like, getting everything ready Mm -hmm. to, like, go deep into the state. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what, how did you come up with that, that whole, you mm-hmm. know, series and how you do it? Right. And keep in mind, like every class is different things. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. When I was still, I was never like officially physically training, but I was always fit. We'll always go to the gym on my own volition. But I remember talking to a lot of trainers and they would say that if they did one particular regiment with somebody for too long, even if they stayed dedicated to it, eventually the body would get bored. The muscles would get bored kind of tap out and they would max out to a certain degree. So I understand the psyche. I understand thoughts come 55 to 75 a minute, 80,000 thoughts a day. 
So I understand initially until somebody develops their consistency, you got to kind of just keep switching it up. So every class I do, we may do some things the same, but I always have like a different regimen. Um, so if you ever come through, you'll see different stuff. But um, being self-taught, and that's why I don't I don't knock anybody that does the traditional way and goes to school and does their six months or their 10,000 hours of yoga, whatever it is. Um, but I think there's something to learning on your own. Um, I think there's an advantage to it. Like my niece is an artist and it was a certain point where my sister was trying to figure out if she was going to put her in a school and she actually went to a teacher um, who could have easily say, yeah, I take your money, bring her in. But he told her that I think you should give her some more time to just discover her approach before you put somebody else's ideas in her head. So being that I was desperate for survival at that time, and I got that five-week course. I actually ended up doing two or three courses with honors, but it got to the point where my spirit said, okay, that's your training wheels. Now it's time to start to discover me, source, God, however you want to call it, for yourself. And I was just reaching out at everything, just downloading information from people. That's a lot of people who ain't been here for a thousand years, just pulling everything in and just kind of compartmentalizing what worked for me. And that Monica Brick City Buddha came because I'm still from North. Like this form is still a regular hood dude from Newark. And that's part of like my mission and my purpose, I think, is to normalize spirituality. So with you know, a lot of my techniques, it juxtaposes with hip hop. It juxtaposes with pop culture. Like I got a technique in my counselor sessions called Follow the Drip. I got that from the Jerry Curl era. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and following underneath emotions and thoughts and experiences and extracting the message. But this is how my platform kind of works. It's, it's very... Like urban is very fresh, it's very um pop culture oriented, but it's still very honest and pure. And um it doesn't it doesn't have fast spirituality in any way, shape, or form. It's just like the fullness of how I function. So. Mm. Yeah, that's right. That's that's good. Yeah. I mean, because I think that too is like the appeal yeah. to spirituality. Sometimes yeah. it loses the appeal because it's not like relatable yeah. right now. But the, yeah, that's oh, I love that. <laughs> but um, what else do I want to ask you? I mean, I love I love what you're doing. Oh, tell us a little bit more about what Med Ed actually does, and you know, for the community and what, because I know on the website you you know go into the schools and you have one on ones and you have all of these things. I I want to talk about that, and then also like maybe talk about the music too because and also okay let's just talk about first the med ed okay <laughs> so i'm okay. getting ahead of myself yeah you're good, you're good. <laughs> um so yeah med meditation education mm -hmm. is pretty much an extension of i guess the brand that docs has become um but it, i've like worked with so many different practitioners over time i was looking to kind of develop like an umbrella for us so even though it's mainly me um, a lot of the things I do, like lectures, I work with different hospitals from around the state, um, different organizations and nonprofits from around the country, especially with Zoom and all this stuff now. Um, Skype, which we're on right now. I'm a working school system. I have my freelancing, which is one-on-one -on -one, uh, counseling, couples counseling, one-on-one -on -one meditation, group meditation. I do kind of parties for people who, you know, got a set of friends or family that, you know, may not want to come to a class, but I can kind of bring these modalities to them. So it's just a lot of different ways to flex and infuse um, these ancient keys that really, they come from us. You know I mean, mm -hmm. us, me, melanated people, people of color, like 
Um, a lot of things have been taken from us and remixed and sold back to us, but this comes from ancient Egypt and Kemet and all these different things. Um, mm -hmm. So I, it's just been an honor and a privilege to have meditation spill into my consciousness and provide a platform for me to be able to all these different um, pieces, like put it back into my community. And like a lecture I did last year with a hospital in Trenton. Mind you, it's a huge amphitheater for their staff. They got a staff of like 300 people. Um, and um, I was called to do a lecture on the meditation. It's doctors, it's dentists, everybody got credentials and letters in front of their name and all this different stuff. And it's this care from Newark. I'm not even certified. I don't even have a piece of paper. I'm certified by source. But I don't have an official piece of paper. So to end up in all these like luxurious, exclusive spaces, and I'm sitting there doing my thing. I had my team of massage therapists. I was also able to get paid. They up there massaging, and it was just like, bro, like, what is this? You know what I mean? So, yeah, meditation education just it kind of birthed itself um, through my dedication to source personally. Yeah. And then, of course, the community. Um, Peace in the Park. Um, I started my classes um, with something called Peace in the Park, which is just a free classes in nature. Um, when quarantine happened, I got the download to kind of remix that and pull in my team of practitioners and my newfound community. So we was out there once a month during quarantine. No issues. Nobody got sick, like 20 people in the sun, black owned business vendors, music, meditation, yoga. Um, beautiful experiences. We do blindfolded speed meetings. We about to do another one at the end of the month. Um, which is just a platform to bring men and women together to like just talk about some of the things that's keeping us separate. Um, we do all type of stuff. So yeah, meditation. So I love mm -hmm. it. I love it. And then the um so brickcitybuddha.com is where you can get more information about yes. MedEd, right? Yes, yep. B R I C K C I T I B U D D H A. Brickcitybuddha.com. So yeah. Now, for people who can't afford it, people who can't afford it, I got free classes every Wednesday on Zoom. No matter where in the world you are, we got people from London and Africa, all type of stuff coming through. So, yeah, you ain't got to spend no money if you ain't got it. Highly recommended, too, for real. Highly recommended. And and that that does, though, spill, all of this actually spills over into your music. Yes. Because your music is... Mm -hmm. is knowledge is yeah. like you just dropping like no nah. yeah. yeah. and you know i'm coming i'm older a little so i'm coming from not to you know give my age but you I'm know gonna ask I, you after we get off i was gonna ask you before i was gonna ask you before <laughs> but after we get off i'm gonna ask you so i remember the the good days of hip-hop yeah. you know what i'm saying right. where it was like real hip-hop with knowledge being dropped and you know, unity and all of these things. And I, I do see that coming back. Right. And, um, you know, I, your music, your music is definitely, definitely touching on that. It gives me that, you know, old school feel right. with a modern exactly. twist and yeah. also with the knowledge being dropped, just jewels, you right. know? Right. And so I love that. Um, what, you know, how, what you said you started music first before meditation, right? Yeah, I've been an artist, a uh, professional recording artiste mm -hmm. for like 10 years. Um, started out, <clears throat> I was doing slam poetry when I was like 13, 14. 
Um, started to realize I was nice with words at that point. I was actually going around as a teenager to colleges and different spots in New York, killing it, you know, with the same poetry. And at a certain point, like my hip hop mentor, he uh, he heard me recite a poem one day at the wedding and he pulled me to the side. He was like, yo, the way you structure your poems, like you could probably make music, like you would probably be a dope rapper. So he made my first beat, um, taught me how to count bars and how to, you know, condense the fullness of the poetry into bars and all of that. And yeah, the rest was history. Within a couple of years, I started to get a lot of notoriety. Was signed a few times. Um, worked with the likes of the Heatmakers 25 times. Platinum still my brothers to this day. Um, Nitty of the Trackmasters. Um, Needles of G-Unit. Um, met Kanye before he was Kanye. Like, I was out here. Like, I was already, like, on the verge of becoming, like, um, of stardom. Had deals on the table, things of this nature. But, you know, uh, when my kidney started to conk out, when I went blind, uh, things just shifted and a lot of my resources was lost because, you know, you got to constantly be doing in the entertainment industry and I wasn't. So that was part of my depression too. But now coming back around and at that time I was in the streets heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, when I myself yeah. from the church, when, you know, family and friends started to turn their back on me, the streets was right there. Um, so I was involved with, you know, a clique that was on some kingpin type shit. Um, I remember when our trap house got ran down on. I still had a job at, at the time, like kind of as a cover up. Um, but I remember pulling up to the spot and seeing my homies getting walked out the house. Like I'm literally at the stop, at the um, stop sign. And um, the feds is, is raiding the block. And um, I realized in that moment, like, I can't do this no more. Like, um, so that's when I kind of went through that period of getting job after job, getting fired from five straight jobs, and that not working either which was coupled with my kidney conking out and going blind. But now coming back, I know I needed to have something to say beyond just being dope or being nice or being able to put words together. I needed to give something to people that was not only going to get get them through their day, but kind of take the veil off and do it in a way where it's not corny. It's not boring. Like a lot of conscious music, even though, you know, people would consider me a conscious rapper underneath the surface. I guess I don't, I can't appreciate it. It kind of doesn't, um, it doesn't infuse entertainment value. And you need, if you want to be slipping the medicine in the dog food, it got to be lit to a certain degree. And all of these things was organic pieces of my, my consciousness. Like when hip hop went south and it kind of went away from what you were just talking about, I was with the shit. I was studying that too. And Laffy Taffy and all that. I'm riding through, everybody laughing at me like, bro, why are you bumping that? Like, yo, this is lit. Like, but I was able to download how they maneuver, which is a whole different talent in and of itself. The young rappers right now to make corny ass shit dope. Like they have a way of not even being on beat, but it's still entertaining. It still makes you this talent there. So I've been in that cusp. My age as well. I'm 39. So I was like right in the cusp of that golden era and then receiving this aspect of it. I'm right in the middle of all that. And I'm able to infuse all of this into my music with the mind frame of spirit being underneath everything. And it may not seem like it. It may just seem like a trap song, some lit um stuff, but it's still a message underneath it. Um if you give yourself the time to attract it. So I'm glad mm-hmm. you was able to pick up on all that and listening to my music. Yeah. hmm For real. I did. I'm definitely, definitely able to pick up that on, on that. And also uh received the gems. Like, ooh. Yeah. Like, for real. Yeah. So, actually, yeah. the whole album is coded. Um being that it's, there is no spoon based on the matrix. Um, you know, the, the whole matrix is a code of numbers. Um, and even like, you know, with numerology, when people start to recognize, oh, I see 333 or 1111, 
you're seeing the cold. You're seeing the nuts and bolts of how consciousness is spilling out into physical form. You're starting to be able to pick up on it. So, of course, layers are coated. And if you feel like you caught what I said on the surface, it's five, six layers underneath that. You continue to listen, they'll continue to spill out. Um, the music is coded, the album art is coded, and then the mm -hmm. overlapping code of the whole album. I just give this to the people right now. This is a freebie. Um, it's pretty much my journey and the relatable journey of coming from the streets, coming from ignorance into enlightenment. And when people listen to it right now, they're like, yo, that's just don't seem like some of this will be how you will relate stuff right now. It's me five years ago. This music was made four or five years ago. The oldest song now is like eight years old. So this don't even represent where I'm at now, but I felt like it was important to give people that bridge to understand this was a painstaking journey step by step for me to be able to get to this side of myself. So mm. there is no out right uh. now. DocsDigla.com, D-O-X-D-I-G-G-L-A. Um, and there's plenty of other music outside of just my current album. It's videos, it's merch. Support real hip hop, man. We lit. Yeah, for real. Yeah. There is no spoon. Yes. Mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> yes, I love it. Yeah, for real. Definitely. I'm I'm gonna put that in the um description box okay. too, the links for sure. Okay. You know, and that's a must listen for mm -hmm. real for everybody on the path and yeah. not or yeah. you know. Yo, li literally the feedback I've been getting because I I've had it so long. You don't know how the people is going to respond to it. Even when it's fresh, as artists, you know, when you first listen, it's like, yo, this is the greatest shit anybody ever made. But when it's time to let somebody else listen, you just kind of, you don't know. So the feedback is not just, yeah, Doss, I listen to your, your album. It's dope. It's people telling me they can't stop listening to it. They being able to dig out those juice. People literally telling me it's one of the best albums I've ever, ever heard in my life. And that's, that's young people and people from our era that really understand, like, what's going on. Um, so, yeah, the response has been crazy, and we're just warming up with promo and marketing. Um, it is, it's going to be one of those months. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and the timing is right. The timing is right. You know? Mental music, my label. You oh, smell oh, oh, that's so, so, Yeah, y'all can get the work. Tight. I'm definitely, I'll definitely put that up for sure. But, like, the timing, though, the timing, right? Yeah. The timing is right on point. Like everything that's happening right now, 2020, mm -hmm. like you said, you was activated by Trayvon, but there's been a lot of activations just like since yeah. Trayvon, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, because of whatever they feel like they're putting out in the media that seems like a, um, to me, it seems like more baiting mm -hmm. is, you know, is actually activating people, you know, to me, that's why I see it. Because honestly, I felt like I was activated when Nipsey died. Because um, that was an activation for me because I don't, I wasn't like a huge fan. I mean, I'm from L, you know, I'm from the area kind of. So, you know, it's kind of like that. But um, it, something in me told me to start the podcast right mm -hmm. after Nipsey died. Yeah, um, I know we're not supposed to have dead space on shows, but we just got to take a few seconds. Wherever y'all like watching, just close your eyes unless you're just on a nip. I had closed my eyes early because I felt this spirit. So let's just honor him. Mm. Okay, thank y'all. Um, and I did that because I have a very, very spiritual connection with him. From the time mm. I heard Crenshaw and I went mm. back and listened to everything he's ever made um, before and since. It was beyond just it, like kind of the same type of visceral response people was having to my album. I had that with Nip when he dropped Crenshaw and understanding his philosophy. 
Um, seeing him, I didn't meet him, but I saw him at Summer Jam, only one I went to. And that's when they started to do the performances on the outside. So the artists that was like budding and coming up that couldn't get on the main stage, they were having perform outside. And just watching how he moved, he was by himself, five dookie gold rope chain on, mad humble, spoke to everybody. He just had a certain sense that even though everything that came out of his mouth was gangster shit, he just had a certain level of peace about him. So from that time, he's been a god. So when he transitioned, that was very big for me. Um, there's actually a few tributes on my Instagram page right now. I sent you one of them if you ain't catch it, where I just had to send some love to him, um, you know, via my talent. And he actually came to me in the Astro Round uh, last month. And, you know, we had a whole conversation. I won't get into the details, but right before the conversation we, was done, he said, I'm, uh, I'm going to do my best to send you some help over there. And a week later, the DJ that discovered him, DJ VIP from L.A., Hit me up out of nowhere. Like he said, yo, somebody put me onto your music. I, I want to see if we could work. Um, so we kind of been going back and forth, figuring some things out. But yeah, man, Nipsey, all the different fallen soldiers, ancestors, Chadwick Boseman, everybody um has been like, I see it as energetic care packages. Because we've lost more celebrities in the past three years than I can ever remember transitioning at one time. And this being a season of us going from third dimensional consciousness to fourth and fifth and mm-hmm. sixth. We needed this, these big, gigantic, huge energetic care packages to allow this energy to kind of cultivate this, the system going to the next level. Um, so me not being at the forefront, one of the things Nipsey said is like, sometimes you got to wait for the world to catch up to you. Mm. And being out of my music, like uh, streamlined to points that weren't in that moment. Um, that I saw coming, being that this music is five, six, sometimes eight years old, and it's completely pertinent to what's going on right now. I understand why 39, I'm just getting to the point where I'm really getting this this level of notoriety. Um, it wasn't just about being a dope artist. I'm here to usher people back to that center beyond just you know, being able to make a move and all of that. So I had to acquire a lot of things in my life to be able to give it to my audience now. So now being in that space where I'm chiseled, Shout out to Nas, that's one of my favorite songs that ever stayed chiseled. I'm chiseled enough now to be that firm foundation for people. Um, I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm honored and I recognize every moment of pain, every moment of discomfort, every moment of wanting to kill myself or not understanding why I got all this potential and I can't just seem to get over the hump with none of this shit. I completely appreciate all those moments now being in this position. Yeah. Mm, nice. I love that. That's mm-hmm. so dope. So um, the future, uh, what's happening with you? Is more events coming um, with your foundation? Or, you know, you see tours happening? Like, what do you see? Um, that's a loaded question for somebody like me. <laughs> I, stay, I stay as present as possible. Mm. I don't really doubt the future too much, but I do understand your question that people probably going to want to know that. So I will say... I do see visions of tour. And it's interesting you say tour, right? I was, um, we've started, I have 26 acres of land in Pennsylvania. Um, I don't own it, we got access to it now. So we, we started doing retreats out there uh, this summer. Did two retreats, we'll get back in the spring. Beautiful, beautiful weekend retreats. But on our way up there to plan for it, um, most of my team is women. So we riding up there, um, my, my wife at the time, we're not you know, married no more, but my wife at the time was just excited about somebody else being able to hear the album. It was finally done. So she nagged me, yo, put the album on, put the album on, right? So I finally put it on. 
And it's a long enough ride for them to listen to the whole joint. And they was blown away. By the time we got there, before we even got out the car, they just stopped and just, you know, poured into me about what they felt. And one of them was saying, like, yo, Docs, I see not only us, you touring with this, I see you revolutionizing touring. I see you bringing spiritual elements into the concerts, having yoga rooms, having meditation spaces, having sensory deprivation mm -hmm. rooms inside the whole concert. And then we all get lit together. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I do visions of me kind of revolutionizing music like I know I'm here to like restore the code and take us to a new um, point of possible with music right now so I still stay present I stay with what's right in front of me which mm -hmm. right now is Sean Parker with her dope ass new show but yeah I do see those things and then that's why I just ask people to support not just me not just just the album but you are literally supporting um, our ability to kind of take our culture back um, because mm. there's so many toxic um, elements seeping through in our music. These these young artists get shot every single day and we'll post R.I.P. We'll cry about it. We keep supporting this music. And it's not about pulling out support from them as people. But at a certain point, we got to make a choice in, in what we're going to give our energy to. And right now, we're giving a lot of it to the things that keep us in jail, keep us getting mowed down, keep us out of our power. So I'm here to, um, I'm here to switch it up. So, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yes, I feel that for real. I see it. I see it all. <laughs> yeah. Um, what you know what I want to ask you? This is this is a little off bay off, you know. But uh have you ever or heard of or tried DMT? Every night. In your meditation? In your dreams? Dream yeah, the dream state is DMT being released. So yeah, every night. Um I remember when I first got into DMT, if anybody don't know what that is, it's dimethyltryptamine. It's a chemical that your, your brain produces for you to go into um, REM, into the, the dream state of your sleep, which actually isn't even long. People think they dream long time. The dream state is only maybe 10 to about 15 minutes. It's a small pocket of the entire sleepfulness. But you can actually get it in substance, substance form. Joe Rogan podcast, which you, you will be neck and neck with soon. I already see I see you coming. <laughs> right? Joe Rogan is always talking about um, DMT and things of this nature. But I'm, and I just had this conversation with a, um, a friend of mine. Shout out to Candace Love uh, out of Houston. Dope, dope uh, person. I suggest you follow her too. Mm -hmm. um, conversation about her ayahuasca experience. Mm -hmm. I thought about all these things. And at a certain point, Spirit just led me and she kind of cooperated. She appreciated the experience. But she said if she could do it all over again, she wouldn't do it mm. because it's kind of like it's kind of like jumping the gun. Like we have access to all these different states um, of ourselves within ourselves, and I'm not chasing any particular experience. I'm not chasing seeing dragons and angels and none of that. What's in front of me right now is enough. And a lot of times with the spiritual community, we want to open our third eye, crack the crown chakra, go into the heavens. But we're here in these bodies right now for a reason. So I'm cool with how um, spirit communicates to me. When I see lights, when I don't see lights, when I can see my chakras and feel them, when I don't, it's all good with me. So I don't really have any um, compulsion to like, you no know, TNT, I watch and all. I'm good. I don't knock nobody that do it, whatever works for you. <laughs> me personally, I'm good with the baby steps. No, but I do see how what you say about jumping the gun, because I think sometimes what happens is people want the access or they want the information. But then it's like you come down with that and you don't really know what to do with it because you're you're not really ready right. for that in, in the in the 
in the physical. Yep. Exactly. And then when you come down, then what? Right. Then what do you do with it? You don't know yeah. how to interpret the information. You don't know how to apply the information. Exactly. Yeah, I, I see that for sure, for sure. But I have tried it. <laughs> I, I could tell. I could tell. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> it's years ago. Um, it was cool. I mean, it, it did open up something. But like I said, I wasn't able to interpret it or apply it at the time because uh, obviously, you know, my physical wasn't really ready to receive that type of information. That was like a huge download. I was just wondering because I have a friend, though, who's been doing it for a long time. And, you know, and he takes a lot of people on the journey of trying it. Right. And, you know, it's different for everybody. So, it, it, like exactly. you said. That's why, yeah. I, that's why I don't knock anybody, whatever the particular mm-hmm. path may be. It's all different. Yeah. So Right. Yeah. And also, I think for some people, though, it, it really can open up something Absolutely. in them that helps them. Absolutely. Move forward or whatever in their journey. Yeah, some, some people need that swift kick in the ass for a mm-hmm. kick. Uh, like, oh, this is this is real. Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But it's ever we're all on our own paths, right? Mm-hmm. We all have to figure out what is right for us, for you as an individual. Yep. And that's what that's what I think more of this time too is coming to about going within ourselves to figure mm-hmm. out, you know, what's what is right for us and to mm-hmm. get to know ourselves as opposed to like looking outside of ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I talked about that on uh, alone on the album. And that, that was the oldest song in there, um, I think seven, eight years ago at this point. And I was, it's crazy because it, it matches quarantine. And I wasn't even going to put that song on the album, but a lot of people have told me they appreciate it. And I said on there, um, I haven't had human, this is at that point in my journey, I hadn't had human interaction in a month, except for going to get groceries, gas, and blunts. On the surface, I'm a star rising. I'm hard rhyming, God timing, the ball shining, facts. But beneath the surface, there's this internal jihad. Once you win, turns you a god, but in turn, you must die. Ego death as I eo rep, thinking how could I be so blessed to be D-O-X. So that jihad, which is, you know, the, the Islamic term of war. Everybody's going through this war within themselves. And you got to get to the point where you surrender and you just realize, like, yo, I'm not in control of this shit. I mean, quarantine happened. We kind of had to realize that as a global community that at any given moment, all these things you rely on could just be, we hear it, but we had to actually realize it and come face to face with it. So the more you surrender to that process and you allow yourself to die to the, the character you've created, that's when spirit starts to kick on and you realize the um, what's underneath all of this. That's yeah. real. Mm. And I I honestly feel like, um, and maybe you seem like you went through this too, is you kind of went through this isolation period before this whole quarantine happened. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you were maybe being called to do that for yourself, right? And I went through the same type of thing. So like when this quarantine came up for me, it was almost like regular, like it wasn't even nothing. Like I was just (laughs) Like, welcome to my life. Exactly. Okay, I've, been, I've been in this already. Yep. But it's it's a trip to see, like, the collective going through it. Because, you know, this really is that time for reflection and, you know, internal work. Right. Like, everything is telling us. Everything is telling us that it's time for that. So, I, I love it, though. Because it's like, healing is not pretty. And right. um, you know, it's just it just is what it is. You gotta feel the feelings, right. you gotta go through it, you know, and you can come out better on the right. other side, you know. 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I don't want to hold you too long. I'm having so. fun. You Gucci. <laughs> I feel like I could talk all day because I do talk a lot. That's why I have a podcast. Well, they, y'all going to get more episodes. She's lit now. You know what I mean? So make sure y'all okay. yeah. I'm certified now. Yeah. And you, you know what, though? I have, um, I'm starting to develop this uh, series that I'm going to do is like a spoken word poetry mm. um, episode, like okay. like once a month. So I would love to have you yeah. back sure. to give like a piece. That would be dope. Sure. I can flex my poetry muscles real quick. I for sure, for sure. So um, I do like a little poetry piece at the beginning of each episode, but I want to dedicate like a whole poetry episode and have like different poets and just talk about, you know. Talk. Okay. So, yeah, and I, could suggest, I could suggest some dope ones to you. Uh, oh, yeah. That would be, that'd be great, yeah. So, yeah, so thank you so much. No problem. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I'm so excited. You you know, the whole camera, you got me on camera. Probably you know, going to say I, I can't help it. I got to say that you got me, got me on camera. And I, I, I don't do camera, but I'm, I'm getting over that. So it's all good. And make sure y'all put in the comments how beautiful she is. And y'all can appreciate somebody. We ain't doing all this extra shit to try to impress y'all. We we got the robes on, we got the hair in the pony, and she's still lit right now. So make sure y'all put that in the comments for more of the regular, the regular. Right, yeah. just natural, just what it is, right? Yeah. Not too much. Well, Thank doing you. that right now. You got a niche already. <laughs> oh damn. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, peace, peace and blessings to you. Have a great day. Have a great week. And uh, we we will definitely have you back if and I'm gonna make sure that you know I know your schedule is busy but I'm I'm gonna get you. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm no doubt. It, it may have took a minute, but we got here. We got here. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. No so doubt. peace. Thank right, you. Thank you, God. Appreciate you. Peace. Thank you again to Docs for stopping by, taking the time to share the knowledge and wisdom with us. Really appreciate that, and had a really good time. Can't wait to have him back. We did have a tiny bit of audio issues because we did use video on this one and video clips are soon to come. Um, and um, But I think that the message was still brought across very nicely, uh, although there are a few glitches here and there. But that's okay. This is real life and this is, this is how it is sometimes. And we still are very, very, very um, grateful for the message. And on that note, um, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. And until next time, what do we do? We have to do the inner work to create a shift in our own consciousness, which will create the shift in the collective consciousness, right? That's the goal. So don't forget, you can support the podcast at anchor.fm slash real shift happens and also subscribe on any of your favorite podcast platforms look for real shift happens wellness podcast and definitely subscribe also on the anchor fm site on our profile anchor.fm slash real shift happens you can leave a message for us so We'd love to hear from you. Any thoughts um, on this episode, on past episodes, any suggestions, just say hi, whatever you want.
reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Also, don't forget we have the Real Shift Book Club and we will be announcing a new book very soon. So definitely go to realshifthappens.live to sign up for that and get a notification as to when our next book will be out. And you'll also be able to go to um, audibletrial.com slash realshifthappens and get a free audiobook download and your first 30 days for free. So definitely check that out because that will definitely boost your um, kind of like interest and ability. It'll make it easier for you to be into the book club too, because sometimes we don't have time to sit down and read. We can pick up um, our headsets and listen to an audiobook on Audible and still get things done. That's why I love audiobooks. So definitely sign up for that. And yeah, until next time, real shifters, go within and make real shift happen. Peace. Peace.